Hello and welcome to another Vekava Vetchet. Tonight, I would like to speak to Professor Zoe Politopoulos from Thessaloniki Vet School and with Stefan Neumann, Professor of Veterinary Medicine from the University of Göttingen. And we want to talk about feline vector borne diseases. Um, this is because FICAVA has just published a full set of fact sheets on these diseases, following on to the very successful work um, of the same working group on canine vector-borne diseases, um, which was initiated by our Serbian colleague, Nenad uh, Milojkovic. So, um, good evening. Zoe and good evening, Stefan. Good evening. Good evening to everyone. So tell me the uh, new fact sheets. Um, uh, how, how did you come up with the list of uh, vector-borne diseases and how did the working group work to uh, produce these fact sheets? So, uh, well, for dogs, it was uh, quite easy to uh, select uh, those conditions that are the most common in uh, practice, especially for people traveling with their pets uh, during summer. So uh, most of them are now, now known even in Northern Europe. Uh, this used to be different. Uh, these used to be exotic diseases, uh, so vets uh, living and working in northern, in western and northern countries did not know uh, a lot about them. So this has changed because of traveling and because of the climate change. So while this was an easy task for uh, dogs, uh, cats were a bit special. So uh, we brainstormed during our first meeting for the Fekava uh, fact sheets and uh, we tried to select this. Everyone uh, had this his or her opinion. Um, so we thought not to overburden people with too much information, maybe uh, with some exotic diseases that will be very rarely be encountered. And, uh, uh, after that, we concluded that it would be wise to uh, be short and sweet and have only uh, two or three conditions to report on. And maybe if uh, down the road uh, any other addition was deemed necessary, then we could add more information. But it was a joint venture. So would you say that feline vector-borne diseases are probably underdiagnosed conditions? Uh, yeah, and then Stefan can comment also, but uh, you know, because in Greece, unfortunately, we have all these uh, stray cats, and uh, despite the work that is being done by welfare societies, and some of those are very well organized now, so we get patients from these uh, welfare societies and they're uh, usually cats in bad condition. So I would say that um, again to compare with the dogs, uh, in a dog you might have three or four vector bone diseases diagnosed in the same animal, if it's a high-risk animal. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not the case in cats. 
So uh, we usually have, um, they are certainly underdiagnosed and, and because they don't have uh, uh, very prominent or specific signs. Mm. So they most uh, usually get mistaken for other things. And uh, because again, diagnostics are not uh, readily accessible to these populations, then uh, it is more difficult to verify or, or reach with a, with a certain certainty the diagnosis. Yeah, I, I totally agree with, uh, with that, what you said. So um, in, in Northern Germany, we, we see less vector-borne disease uh, as in, 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 in Southern okay. Europe, um, especially in cats, because um, when you see the, the clinical signs in cats, they are much more unspecific as you can see mm -hmm. them in dogs. For example, for many of these diseases, anorexia and lethargy are typical clinical symptoms, and this can be um, everything. So it's, it's uh, not so easy to diagnose them, especially when you work in an area where they are not so common. And so I'm, uh, I also uh, um, agree that um, they are underdiagnosed, in, in my opinion. Uh, but I also think that also the dog's diseases are underdiagnosed, especially in, in Northern Europe, because they are not so common as you see them in Southern Europe. Mm -hmm. If we have a closer look at the, um, at the fact sheet, so there is one fact sheet on feline Leishmaniasis, one on uh, hemoplasmosis in cats, and then one on feline heartworm disease. I mean, uh, feline Leishmaniasis. Uh, I, I have to say that uh, it, uh, I, uh, it's, as Stefan said, for me as a Northern European, uh, it's uh, hard enough to diagnose this in a dog. But uh, as the symptoms in cats are very subtle sometimes, and they, they can even be more or less asymptomatic, I find it a real challenge. How common is this condition in, uh, in Southern Europe? Mm -hmm. So uh, we thought the same uh, when we, uh, we, I mean, uh, uh, my colleagues in Greece and there is a research group in the second veterinary school uh, in Greece, which is located in central Greece. Uh, so they had uh, quite an extensive research going on regarding uh, feline leishmaniosis. So initially, they also thought that they would get uh, very few information, if any. Uh, and then uh, they found that the, there is, uh, there are cats that are positive. Uh, most of them have vague clinical signs. And uh, until now, uh, these signs are uh, entirely different from those observed in dogs, at least uh, according to the data available so far. However, um, the, many of these cats have also concurrent diseases because, again, they were uh, not well-kept cats, outdoor cats, uh, etc. So uh, I think it remains to be seen. A research is still going on and uh, we cannot be sure that uh, certain conditions will not be associated with uh, 
least money infection or the presence of the parasite in the organism of the cat. It might be a predisposing factor to other conditions. So I think it's worth having the available information so far, especially given the fact that uh, leishmaniosis is so widespread in the entire Mediterranean area and not only according to recent climate changes. When, when we created the fact sheets, uh, it was very important for us to not to bring all the information you have about the disease on the fact sheets. Um, instead, we, we uh, concentrated on the important uh, 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 parts, for example, mm -hmm. in diagnosis and in how uh, you can confirm the, the uh, diagnosis. Because uh, in our opinion, it was very important that we make um, yeah, an extract of that what you have um, and this is for practitioners um, mainly and so um, when you have too much information um, it's not um, the best way to to concentrate on uh, on a disease for example so for us it was very important to create all the fact sheets with an extract of that what you, we have and um, bring it on fact sheets, which is where you have a good overview about the disease and especially uh, how you can diagnose the disease and how you can treat the disease. And mm -hmm. I think in, in total, the fact sheets are really good because with one view, you are able to get the most important information about the, the, dis, uh, the, uh, the, the disease, which was uh, shown uh, on the on the fact sheet, and uh, I think this is um, a very important point because you just can recognize a disease when you ever have heard something about the disease. So when you know uh, we can expect Leishmania in northern Germany or in Scandinavia, then you see also cases when it's uh, not on your list of differential diagnoses. You will oversee them, especially when you have a disease with so, yeah, untypical clinical symptoms. Mm. Uh, and if I may comment just briefly, you know, all these reported signs, they can, for example, take the stomatitis that has been uh, reported for up to 50% of cases. We know that uh, uh, stomatitis or similar conditions are common in cats. So who knows if in a certain percent of these uh, cases, there, in the high risk areas, there might be an underlying condition. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is why we thought that uh, this is not an exotic disease as it was originally regarded, even for vets working in high risk areas, and it would be worth it to have this information available. I see here on prevention um, of feline leishmaniosis. Um, you wrote here that obviously um, uh, sandfly repellents uh, should be used. Obviously, I mean, they, they can uh, uh, contain flumistrine, obviously not permistrine. Um, what's your thought about um, uh, the vaccine that is now available? I mean, it's licensed only for the use in dogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In due course, it might also be, uh, or is it ready be used of license in cats in southern Europe? I don't know. 
No, I think uh, <laughs> there is still quite a controversy regarding the canine vaccines. You know, you mm. have uh, fanatic uh, pros and fanatic cons. And um, I think that even for the canine vaccine, we are still in the period, in my opinion, you have to have uh, clinical data for several years before uh, putting out an opinion that yes, go ahead, this is uh, a good strategy to vaccinate. And for cats, first you have to show up the, the need to produce a vaccine. And I don't think that uh, the information so far uh, would justify that. Uh, that's my Feline hemoplasmosis, is it really a vector-borne disease? Because obviously it's, it's still not quite, or it's somewhat controversial in how far, and I mean, who is the vector also? It's, uh, it's not as clear-cut as I think with the other vector-borne diseases. Um, Wolfgang, indeed you are, you are right. This is not the, the typical way we, we have it, for example, in Leishmania or in Dirufilariosis. So there is a difference, but in our opinion, um, we, we thought it can be also part of the diseases because when you see the vector-borne diseases are very often diseases um, where the, the uh, parasite will be, uh, will be spread uh, with the blood and you find very often anemia as a clinical sign. And so this was for us also a reason to put um, the mycoplasms in the, in the list of the diseases. But when you de define it like you defined it, then um, we can discuss if they are in this list or not. But um, they are a very important differential diagnosis to other diseases uh, which come from vectors. So uh, in our opinion, it was uh, good to bring mm -hmm. them in. But you're right, it's not the same like Lashmania or Dirufilariosis. Um, so feline heartworm. Um, why do you think are cats possibly more resistant than dogs? Any, any thoughts on that? Uh, well, uh, usually I think that the common belief is that um, they are not, uh, they cannot harbor too many parasites. So I'm not sure if they are resistant or, uh, or if the parasite cycle cannot be completed because they are not the optimum host for the parasite. Mm. Uh, what I would like to comment on is that uh, again feline heartworm disease was uh, considered an, an exotic condition mm. when the, the when the, the similar disease in dogs emerged in my country in greece more than 20 years ago in the 90s it was virtually and i haven't been taught in the vet school Dirofilariosis. Uh, it was uh, like a Rocky Mountain spotted fever or other exotic diseases. And then within a decade, mm -hmm. everything was turned upside down. And uh, since then, it's a very serious problem. And back then, we thought that uh, if, if you if we have so many cases in dogs, then you have to have it in cats. But again, it's uh, such a, a different disease in cats than in dogs. 
because of the limitation, because of the cat being a, a small animal, small sized animal, and uh, the cats cannot harbor as many parasites, even one parasite will cause severe disease. Uh, this is one thing, and the other is that uh, the clinical signs are very different, and uh, you can have uh, a cat uh, showing off exercise intolerance because we know that cats are cats, uh, and uh, they can mimic Virofilarios uh, can mimic so many other conditions, even sudden death, like the heart uh, disease inflicted that can be part of the uh, information. So again, uh, I think that uh, we have cases, especially in virofilariosis, endemic areas. And uh, at least in, in Greece, we have started to see clinical cases diagnosed. So if you uh, follow up cases, uh, and those that uh, died even that, and uh, you, you do an autopsy and then you see that uh, cases are more than originally expected. So again, this is why we thought that it would be worth to have this information for this condition. So with the um, canine vector-borne diseases fact sheets and the feline fact sheets now done, what are the further sort of plans of the working group? We will continue the work in the group and with another topic and the new topic is zoonotic diseases. So uh, we are actually uh, on, on making a list and um, um, decided for, for diseases and then we um, yeah, will start with collecting the information, but in the end, it is something like now. So we will create fact sheets where you have the main informations on, uh, on uh, or the main informations will be delivered on a very um, yeah, eye-catcher way so that everybody can see in a very short uh, time what's going on with the disease, where are the main facts. And this is what we, do I think in the next two years. Um, I'm not sure how um, many time we need for um, for each uh, uh, sheet because I think we will also have contact to human uh, doctors because this is something which uh, is um, yeah something like one one health. Uh, so I think it should be a combination of vets and human doctors and so. This may make uh, or need more time, but in the end, I think one to two years we need, and then we have between five and 10 fact sheets for zoonotic diseases. Mm -hmm. Well, if they're just half as popular as the current fact sheets are, then I think you're on a winner. I mean, they, 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 these fact sheets, the canine and the feline vector-borne disease fact sheets can be downloaded from the FICAVA website. Ficava.org. Um, Zoe, Stefan, thank you very much for this vet chat. Um, if anyone has any questions or comments, uh, please feel free to email us on vetchat at ficava.org. Um, we will uh, read all the emails. We cannot promise that we will reply to all the emails. Um, we are always interested 
for uh, to have suggestions for future vet chats um, or to try to improve this format. So please feel free to communicate with us on our social media site or via an email. So mm -hmm. have a nice evening and thank you very much again to you two for the vet thank chat. Thank you. Stay safe all. <laughs> yes.